Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited for today's episode because I love doing this podcast. So I'm always excited to jump on here and get into the word and just encourage your hearts and share what God has put on my heart to share. So that is what I am going to be doing. So I hope and pray that all of you are doing well in whatever season of life that you find yourself in. I've been thinking so much lately about Ecclesiastes 3.1 that says there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so just reflecting on my own season of life that I'm in and where God has me and what he's called me to during this season and just knowing and trusting that he has a plan and a purpose for all of it. And so I pray that you are finding that in your own life and that you are just staying encouraged in the word of God, staying rooted and grounded in the word, staying in his presence, spending time with him in the secret place and just growing in your faith. And so that is my prayer for you, my desire for you and for my own life. And so I am actually just sitting here on my couch. I'm all wrapped up in this ginormous fuzzy blanket that my sister bought me for my birthday a few months ago. It's literally the size of Europe and I love it. Um, it just cuddled up here on my couch with my Bible and my journal. So one of my really good friends, Bree, bought me these beautiful journals for Christmas. Like I'm obsessed with them. They're huge journals and I love them. And so it, it was a set of three journals and I took one of them and made it like my prayer slash vision slash dream slash word journal. So like anything that I feel like the Lord is speaking to me specifically or if I I get a dream from him in the night or a vision um, from him. I'm just recording these things because I think it's important to remember them and also just to seek the Lord about, okay, what are you speaking to me? What does this mean? And all of that. And so I've been asking God for an increase in those different things. And so I'm expectant that he's going to answer that. And I know that he desires to communicate with us in every way. Um, through dreams and visions and hearing his voice and through his word and spending time in his presence and all those things like I am just so open (laughs) to whatever he has for me and however he chooses to communicate with me that is what I want and I desire and so um, I'm, I'm believing for that and so that's why I have this journal that is just dedicated to that and just believing and ready to hear from him and so a few nights ago I actually woke up in the night to three really loud knocks. And I don't even know what time it was. It was like, it was still dark outside. It was, it was um, middle of the night. I believe it was Saturday night. And so anyway, I woke up and I heard it and I, it startled me. And I was like, is someone knocking on my house? Like, that's how loud I could hear it. And I literally was like, wait a second, I like had to like come to my senses because I just woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh, no, no one is knocking on my (laughs) door or on the side of my house in the middle of the night. And I really just felt like it was, I was hearing that with my spiritual ears and the Lord began speaking to me. And so I got my journal and I just started writing down some things. And I want to talk to you guys about that today and what I feel like the Lord was speaking to me in hearing that. And it was just like three, like knock, knock, knock. And it was very loud. And I'm going to read you guys what I wrote and then just what he's been showing me in his word and then what he's been speaking to me regarding 
this. And so um, I wrote in my journal that I woke up with three loud knocks in the spirit and that he was showing me that he is standing at the door knocking, but it's our choice to open the door and let him in. And so I'm going to read to you guys out of Revelations chapter three, verse 20. It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And this is Jesus talking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and be with him. And so that was really the scripture that God gave me regarding all of this is just the fact that he is standing at the door, the door of our hearts, the door of our lives and wanting to be a part of our lives in every moment of every day. But it's our choice whether or not we let him in. He will stand there and knock and he will persistently pursue you your entire life. But it is ultimately your choice. He will never force relationship on you and he will never force his way into your life. But I will tell you, it is it would be the best decision that you will ever make. And I just look back over my own life and just the faithfulness of God. I don't know if you guys have heard this song called Goodness of God by Bethel. And it talks about, uh, in part of the song, it says, all my life you have been faithful. And just that line of the song wrecks me because I look back at my life and I think about how persistent God was after me from a very young age like I didn't grow up being taken to church every Sunday that just is not my story and God is so faithful that he allowed my family to move into a home two doors down from from a couple that was very evangelical and very intentional about reaching out and sharing their faith and inviting us to church and ministering to us and what a blessing like my family could have moved anywhere And when I was six months old, we moved into that house. And so many of my best memories are uh, in the home of these neighbors and just spending time with them. And just always, I remember always feeling so welcome there. Like I never felt like I was a burden to them. I always felt like their door was open. And so that is like my heart and what I want to be for people is to be someone who is hospitable and who has my doors always open Two people where people know that like this is a safe place. You can come here and when you're here, you're going to be encouraged and you're going to be loved on and poured into. And so just a wonderful memory of them picking me and my sisters up from church on Sundays. And then I remember when I was old enough to go to church on my own, I would just walk down to church because it was only the church that they attended was maybe a couple blocks away. But we lived on a highway and so... um I wasn't allowed to just go to church on my own until I was a little bit older. But but I remember all of those memories of, of going to church with them. Like I can still smell the just like the, the, the way the church smelled when you walk in the door and then walking up the three or four steps and and uh, the sanctuary and the stained glass windows and, and the baptismal. And like there's just it's so fresh in my memory. And I remember being like a young teenager and going to Sunday school and the lady who led that and we would sit on beanbag chairs. Me and my best friend would go a lot and just be taught the word. And and I really wasn't totally surrendered to the Lord, but I feel like I've always had just a heart for the Lord and a hunger to know him from a very young age. And I remember getting like a little children's Bible and my parents would read that to me and I still have it. It's a little red Bible. And then like vacation Bible schools in the summer, I would always attend those and and um, our school allowed a program that I don't know if this is like across the country, if it's just a local thing, really, I have no idea, but it's called Release Time Bible School. And I remember 
like once a week we were allowed to leave school and we would go away for like an hour to a local church and and we would have like a Bible lesson and different things. And so just looking back over my life, I can just see the fingerprint of God and just him constantly pursuing me from a very young age on. And then until, you know, ultimately I came to the point at, at 17 years old, which a lot of you know that, where I surrendered my life to the Lord while attending youth group and just really was born again and, and surrendered my life to him completely. And so I'm just so thankful that that is the God that we serve, that he will stand and knock at the door of your heart. And I like to say, like, I always think about this and I, and I've said it several times too, like you can't outrun God. Cause as soon as like, I just have this visual of you, like of people, not you necessarily, but people in general that are like running away from God. And then they like look back to see how far away they've gotten. And they turn around and he's right there because he will always be pursuing us. And that is actually something that I wrote in my journal too, with this, um, hearing the knocking sounds, I wrote, he will always persistently pursue us, but never force his way into our lives. And my cry is to let him in. I've never regretted my decision to open the door and let him fully in best decision of my life. So that's all I wrote down as far as that vision goes and her, the, um, just that encounter, I should say it really wasn't a vision, but just that encounter with hearing the knocking sounds, and I'm going to flip over to Luke 14. And last weekend, I was so blessed. Like, I say this a lot. that I feel like I'm so spoiled to be surrounded by incredible people. Like, I have some of the best friends, like, deep friendships and just sisters in Christ that are chasing after God, that are just passionate about getting together and just getting in the Word, spending time worshiping, praying for each other. It is something that I – one of – honestly, one of my life's greatest blessings. And I pray that if you don't have relationships like that, where you can just be really vulnerable and just trust the people in your circle to be able to pour into each other and speak life into each other and correct each other when it's needed. And in all of those things, I pray that God brings that into your life because I know for me, it's been such, such a blessing and a beautiful thing. And so one of my friends had a little girl's sleepover last weekend because her husband was away at a men's conference. And so a handful of us just got together and we ate food, a lot of food, and talked and laughed. And then we ended up having a time of worship and praying together and really just getting to like prophesy over each other, pray for healing for one another, anoint each other. Like it was, it was powerful. And so it was really cool because one of the ladies, and the circle spoke something out and then God laid this scripture on my heart that I'm about to share. And <laughs> one of the other ladies in the circle grabbed my arm and she goes, I was just getting ready to say that. And I'm like, well, share what God's given you too. Cause it's, it's cool. Like when you're operating in the spirit and you're flowing in that, like God gave me a piece of what was supposed to be shared, but the rest of it was supposed to be shared through her. And so it was just really, it's really beautiful when the body of Christ is operating in unity and you just see the beauty of his spirit at work in and through you and the people that you're with. And so I want to talk about the parable of the great supper, which is in Luke 14. And it starts in verse 15. And this is really what God drove home to us last weekend when we were together. And I'm going to read it and then we'll see what God wants to say about it. So it says, now when one of the, now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. 
Then he, this is Jesus we're talking about here. Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servants at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. But they are all with, but they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going to test them. I ask that you have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Okay, so he has prepared this beautiful supper. He's invited many people and one after one after one, like one after another, they are coming up with all sorts of excuses on why they can't attend the dinner. And so now picking up in verse 21, it says, so that, so that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house being angry said to his servants, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, master, it is done as you commanded and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. Mm. That is so, so good. And I want to read the footnote here and then talk more about this. It says uh, in my study Bible, it says to give a feast for the poor, maimed, lame and blind would be an act of generosity since these people could not repay the host. Jesus implied that when the host only invited his desirable friends, his giving came from selfish ambition, not love. These four groups of people represented the lower social class whom the rich and powerful could, and often did, easily abuse. The repayment for, the, for this good deed would take place at the resurrection of the just. That is so, so good. And I want to go back and read verses 12 through 14. It says, right before everything that I just read in the parable of the great supper, it says, then he also said to him who invited him, when you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. And so what God was really showing us last weekend was just the fact that his invitation is open. His invitation is open and will we RSVP? Like, will we make excuses to not allow God into our lives and to not to not open that door, to allow him to come in and dine with us and, and to not respond to the invitation that he's given us? We see that the there was just people after people who, person after person, who declined the invitation. And honestly, it breaks my heart to think that the God of the universe the one who created us, the one who knows everything about us, the one who loves us best would invite us to do life with him and to l truly live our best lives. Like there, one, if there just isn't even life outside of him, like he is, he is life itself. And we know the word says that he's the way, the truth and the life. And, and there's so, so much to be said about just his love and his grace and his mercy in the beauty of living for him. And I think, why wouldn't, why wouldn't anyone choose? Why would someone not choose to open the door? Like, honestly, I'm getting, I'm getting 
my speech is stammered because I don't understand. And, and part of that could just be deception and, or just not really knowing, or maybe you've been mistaught about the Lord or whatever. Like there's so many answers that that could be. And honestly, it could just be the cares of life. Like I even think about the parable of the seed and how the cares of life took away that good seed that was planted, which the seed is the word of God. And, and there are people that hear the word of God and, and, you know, you could be in a room full of people that are hearing the word of God, but some simply don't receive it because of the cares of life, because we care more about this life than eternity. And that's just been really, I've been reading a lot today and different things people have posted and, um, and whatever about keeping our focus on eternity. And there's a scripture, I believe in Colossians, that says to set our mind on things above, not on earthly things. And there's other scriptures too that talk about keeping our focus fixed on eternity. And it's so easy to be consumed in the here and now because this is tangible. This is right in front of our face. And and it's so easy to lose sight of eternity and to not focus on eternal things, to not focus on the kingdom of God and what he's doing and what matters in the long haul and Obviously, you know, like God wants us to enjoy our lives, to to have rich experiences and to and to do wonderful things while we're alive in this earth. It's not like he wants us to, you know, put sackcloth on and hide in a closet and just think about heaven like all day long, but really to take that relationship that we have with him and that place of him abiding within us and that born again experience and what it means to truly be alive in him and let that infuse every part of our lives and to truly consume us. And that is that is where I'm at. I just, I want to be 100% sold out, surrendered and obsessed with him and to have that place of relationship with him that affects every other area of my life and affects how I interact with people and how I respond to situations and how I pray for things and 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 just having my spiritual eyes and ears open all the time like I want to know what's on his heart I want to know what he's speaking about situations and and just yeah just be just so consumed with him and I and I look at this parable of the great supper and the fact that he invited all these people and they rejected it and I'm like for what for what like what is worth more than him I don't know I don't know, and I've been really thinking a lot about um, the cost. We know we're called to count the co- called to count the cost with with things we're doing, and count the cost for following Him because there is there is a cost. It's your flesh, it's your own f- fleshly and and selfish desires and things. But man, He replaces those desires with His. And he replaces our will with his perfect will. And it's better. <laughs> so that's where I get like, I get, I guess, I don't know, awestruck at like, why wouldn't anyone want this? It's, it's, it's an incredible journey. And I, Saturday, I had a stirred up event and I pulled into my driveway and I always back into my driveway because I feel like it's like valet parking when I, <laughs> I thought someone was knocking on my door right now. How ironic would that be? Anyway, I thought I always think like, oh, if I back into my driveway, it's like valet parking when I leave in the morning for work. My car at my door is just right there in the driveway and I'm whatever. And so it's just my own little dorky self. But anyway, um, so I backed into my driveway, put the car into park and I like literally just took a breath 
<sighs> and I said, God, I will spend my life for this. Because I had just gotten done with an incredible time of ministry. Uh, we had an amazing event. A lot of a lot of cool things happened. Lives that were impacted. Uh, just the Lord moving amongst everyone there. And the team and even the people that were attending. And just using us as as he designed us to to be used and everyone had a voice at this event and people were just speaking life into each other and encouragement and speaking prophetic words over one another, praying for each other. Like there was so much surrender in the room and it was just a beautiful thing. And I just remember feeling utterly exhausted because I don't know if you, if you do ministry, you probably get that or just anytime that you're pouring out, whether you're in an official ministry position or not, that doesn't matter. But anytime that you're just pouring out, like it can be exhausting, but equally like rewarding and filling and all of that at the same time. And so I remember just doing that and just being like, wow, God, I will spend my life for this. And then I came inside and I crashed for a while, but I have a in the front of my book or my Bible here, I wrote some quotes. Like I've just written a bunch of quotes in my Bible that I just love. And I want to read some of them to you guys. So one is by Jody Hughes. I love her. Uh, she's an author, minister, and it says, I knew this call would cost us everything, but everything is no sacrifice at all in service of the living king. And I love that so much because even when, like, I think sometimes people look at my life and they're like, wow, you're always busy. Like you're always doing events and doing things or whatever. And, and honestly, I'm just saying yes to the call of God in my life. Like I wouldn't be doing it if it's not what God was calling me to. And so there's a grace for it, even though people may look at my life and be like, wow, you're really busy. And I'm like, we're all busy doing something. We all have the same amount of hours in our day. And I'm very intentional about getting rest and having time during my week to rest. And, you know, people may not see that or whatever, and that's fine. But just knowing, like, it's worth it. It's worth it for me to spend my time, spend my gas, put wear and tear on my car, like, whatever. Like, these things don't matter to me. Like, truly, what matters to me is impacting lives for the kingdom of God and seeing his kingdom advanced and, like, seeing people set free being able to pray for people and see them find healing in their bodies and healing in their minds. Like there is nothing I would rather be doing than doing what I'm doing because it's what God's called me to. And so that may not be what God's called you to do. God may be calling you to do something completely different, but I promise you that you will find the most satisfaction and the most reward in your life when you are doing what he's called you to do, whatever that looks like. And I also have a another quote this is from my friend Rachel Decker, and she's spoken at a stirred up a few months ago. Well, last fall, actually. And she said this, and I immediately like pulled my pen out because I had to write this in my journal or in my Bible here because it's, it's beautiful. And it says, lives were made to be spent. Lives were made to be spent. And that is what I want. That is what I want to do to just not hide my talents. You know, there's a parable of the talents. There's so many parables. I feel like I could do a ton of podcasts just on the parables that Jesus told. But the parable of the talents, it talks about how he gave, uh, how the master gave talents and he came back to check on them to see what they had done with the talents. And, and each of them were given different amounts of talents and, and two of them 
invested the talents and received a return like one had five talents and then it turned into 10 and so on but then there was a there was a a servant who buried their talent did nothing with it just hid it in the dirt and I think about that um in my own life and in the talents and what God's given me whatever that is my gifts my abilities um my time all of it all of the assets, so to speak, that he's given me and the, and the beautiful things that he's put in my life and asking myself, like, am I stewarding those well? Am I doing what he's called me to do with them? Am I properly using them? And I want that answer to be yes. I want to say, like, God, I took everything you gave me and I used it for the purpose that you designed it for. I advance the kingdom. I was pushing back the kingdom of darkness. Like I've been saying that a lot lately, like, yes, let's push back the kingdom of darkness. Um, and just, yeah, there's just so, 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 so many thoughts going through my mind right now, just about all of this that I'm sharing and, and just praying ultimately that God would reveal to your heart, whatever it is that he wants to speak and communicate to you. But those are my thoughts about all of this and just truly my heart is to see people encouraged in the Lord and to know you're not alone if you are chasing after God. Sometimes sometimes it's easy to feel like you're the only one. And we know that's even scriptural where people have, you know, in scripture have been like, I'm the only one, God, who is who's living sold out and radical for you. And God's like, open your eyes. No, you're not. There's plenty more people on the earth that are truly abandoned to the will of the Father. And so I want to speak that over you if you feel that way. Like sometimes you feel like a black, black sheep. Like, am I the only one who really like loves the Lord? No, you're not. There are plenty of us who love the Lord and are serving him and wanting to advance the kingdom and be about our father's business. So I encourage you to not feel like you're alone and to reach out and find connections with other people who can spur you on in your faith because that is so why we need the body of Christ. There's so much in scripture about the church and our purpose and our gifts and how our gifts are for each other and how we're called to operate in unity and all those things. And we, we truly do. We need each other, especially uh, the darker that the world gets. We need the light of Christ that each other carries and just to be able to sharpen each other, encourage each other, keep each other accountable because it's important. So, so that is my prayer, my, my desire, and just all of this to say that he is constantly pursuing you. Even if you've surrendered your life to him, he is still pursuing you. He is still passionate about you. He still loves you relentlessly and he is desiring to take all of us into deeper depths in our relationship with him and just to know him more to know more of who he is, to know more of his word, to understand his presence more. And so I pray that we would just take those. I just see it like right now, even in my mind, I can see him standing at that door knocking that knock, knock, knock. And then I can see people that are ready for that. And I I just had this like visual of us taking that door off the hinge and burning it and being like, this door is open. There is no door anymore. Like this doorway is open God, come in, live within me, dine with me, live this life with me because I don't want to do it alone anymore. And so that is 
That is your encouragement to open the door, to take the door off the hinges and let them in, let them into every area of your life. And I I just feel like there's going to be people who are going to listen to this who have given their lives to the Lord, but there is not a full surrender. There's like the door half cracked open, like, okay, Lord, like come in. But like, there might be times when I'm going to shut the door and I don't really want you entering into this area of my life. Or there might be times when the door is, you know, partially open and you let him in. And so truly just taking that door off the hinges and, and fully surrendering every area of your life to him because it is the best thing for you. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Like I say a lot, if you ever want to reach out to me and talk to me, if you need personal prayer, if you just need encouragement, whatever, like that is why I do this podcast because I want to do that. And that's what I'm called to do. God has called me to do this podcast because I don't know why, because he wanted me to. And so he's called me to have a platform to encourage people in the Lord and to encourage people with the word of God. And so that is what I'm doing, at least during this season of my life. This is what he's called me to do. So that's what I'm here for. And I love it. And and so feel free to reach out to me. And yeah, let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, I thank you for the message of this podcast. God, that you are constantly standing at the door and knocking. God, desiring to do life with us, God. And I pray that we would have hearts that are fully surrendered to you, that we would allow you into every area of our lives. God, I pray if there are spaces in my own heart or the or the hearts of listeners that have been off limits to you, God, I pray that we would just say like access granted. God, access granted. You are given full access to those spaces in our hearts and minds that we have shut off to you. God, I pray that there would be no area of our lives that is off limits. Lord, I thank you for the work that you are doing in our lives and for what you're going to continue to do. I thank you that you are passionately pursuing us. You are passionately pursuing those that we love, those people that we have been praying for and believing for, for salvation, those people that we've been praying and believing that they would know you. God, I thank you that you are standing at their door and knocking. And God, I thank you for your persistence, that you are willing that none perish. God, that you are passionate for people. God, I pray that we would live our lives fully surrendered to you. In every way, God, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Do what you want to do. God, I pray for listeners that you would awaken dreams inside of them and desires God, and the things that you have put them on this earth to do, that you would make it fully known to them, that they would not question your will for their lives, but God, it would be so abundantly clear that they would hear your voice. They would hear you, just like your word says, they will hear a voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. God, I pray that you would do that for us today. God, that you would begin awakening our eyes and our ears to know exactly what you're calling us to do during this season of our lives, God. And thank you, God, that you are faithful. You are forever faithful and you never change. In Jesus' name, amen. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Just Janice Podcast.